This is That Twin Mama Podcast. But hey, you don't have to be a twin mom to be here. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. So whether you are new, soon to be, or seasoned parent, or maybe you just hope to have kids someday, I promise you'll find something to love, learn from, or laugh at in each episode. I'm your host, Lauren Birdie. Let's do it. Welcome y'all to That Twin Mama Podcast. I'm your host and your twin mama bestie, Lauren Birdie. Um, And I'm beyond thrilled, but also like kind of nervous to embark on this journey with you all. This is the first episode. Like, first of all, when I first started this thing of talking with folks and recording uh, this podcast series, it originally was just going to be IG Lives where I invite guests and friends to talk about questions that had been in my DMs or Q&A. Then it evolved to be, to be like I was going to do a summer Zoom webinar series. I don't even know what that was, but decided against that. And then I decided, hey, maybe I will still record a couple episodes of conversations with different experts on topics that everybody was asking me. And then I was approached by an agency like, hey, let's make it, this into a real podcast. I was like, podcast? Am I going to be a podca- podcaster? Yeah. So here we are. So that's all to say. I'm super excited, definitely nervous. People say fake it till you make it, but I'm all about like transparency and I ain't trying to fake it. I don't know if I really know what I'm doing, but I will promise you that the conversations will be real. We're going to keep it funny. You're going to learn something and I'll try and curate stuff that I would want to listen to. So anyways, all to say, I'm excited. If you're, if you've already listened this far, thank you for being here. It's going to be bomb. So what is this podcast about? So it's all about, I feel like creating a supportive, a supportive space for moms, new moms, old moms, soon to be moms, just a a place where we feel seen, heard, elevated. And since, you know, I'm a twin mama, everything I share, I got that lens of of being a twin mom. I got that lens of moms and multiple because all moms aren't great, but like being a twin mom or a mom of multiple, we just built different. And sometimes information don't really work for us. So your girl's always going to curate it and translate it for the moms of multiples I got in my communities. So we're going to hear from experts, celebs, influencers, teachers, guides, all sharing their stories, wisdom, like uh, personal anecdotes of things that have helped them throughout their journey in motherhood. And also just we're going to keep it funny, too. Like we're going to talk serious, but we also got to keep it funny because it's a beautiful journey. It's a challenging journey. But it's also a hilarious journey, as you know, if you followed me for a while, this journey of motherhood. Um, what else? Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about my journey into motherhood. Ooh, how much time we got? Um, so I first became a mom in 2010 on birth control. Yes. I know I'm not going to put out that brand because I don't even know if I can say the brand of birth control. But yes, it is possibly possible to get pregnant on birth control. So that was 2010. I was 23. Um, and we got, we, it was the best surprise ever. It was the best surprise on birth control. My husband and I never received. He was not my husband at the time. He was my then boyfriend, but yeah, that was 2010. I had just graduated. Like I said, I was 23. I just graduated two years or a year and a half prior from the university of North Carolina. Go Tar Heels. Boop, boop, boop. Sorry to my Duke fans. I hope we can still be friends. Please continue to listen on. This is not that space for that. Um, but I, I was working at one of the largest like law firms in the country at that point. Like they, 
they just, I don't even know if I can say this, but like they just did Taylor Swift's case with like Michael Jack. Like they had the, this was a law firm countrywide that you want to be a part of. And so I was working, studying to become a lawyer, but working at that law firm first to follow my father's footsteps of being a lawyer. So I was like learning all different facets of law, how it really works, learning from associates, paralegals, just trying to get immersed in that. But boom, your girl was pregnant. Your girl got pregnant. So anyways, that was the biggest wake up call of my life. Becoming a mom just changes your perspective of life. So I'm a very young now working mom. I came back to work. I was required to come back to work six weeks after giving birth. So this is like 2010, y'all. This was like, I mean, most people get, I think, what, three to four months. And that's still absurd in the United States. Like other countries get a year. I got six weeks. I was still like probably bleeding like TMI, but that's what was happening. Required to come back to work. I had little to no support, no empathy. Nobody cared about my mental health of my colleagues at work. Okay. Like they did not care. They're like, yo, we need this done ASAP. Ain't nobody got time for that. Why are you leaking? Like get your life together. So there was that. And then on top of that, my husband, boyfriend at the time, he was on the come up. So for many of y'all who don't know, my husband's a touring musician. It took him a long, he's been doing this since the nineties. Okay. But he has a Grammy now we're successful now, but back then we, he was on the come up. So he was gone on tour six to seven months out of the year. So needless to say, I really very much felt like a single mom and completely lonely. And like my work environment, that takes up most of your day. My kids, six weeks, seven weeks old, my in-laws were taking them for some days, but other days he was going to daycare. That is like a baby. So your girl was all messed up and didn't even really have the language for it back then. Like postpartum depression and anxiety, like I don't think those were words. There, there was words around postpartum depression, right? But like what I thought that was, was like, you have postpartum depression if you're thinking about hurting yourself or your kids. If you want to kill your kids, you have postpartum depression. If you don't, then you just live, live on, sister. So like we just didn't have like knowledge or language around any of those things yet. So I just felt like I was just suffering in silence and that was just my life. So I had to set boundaries to be healthier. Like I did not want to set boundaries. I wanted to be the best mom I could, but like the work environment was killing me, right? So I realized very early on after having my son that the cutthroat, I'm not saying all lawyers or law firms are like this, but the one that I was immersed in, like once to be, if you're at a partner level, that takes a while, but like to come in, it's cutthroat, it's exhaustive hours, it's toxic, it's all about that dough. I realized I was not all about that life. I was like, nope, this ain't worth it. This ain't worth it for me. I'm going to have to hang up my Olivia Pope hat, my gladiator. I wasn't going to be her. Like, and I was a little bit sad about that, but you know, it is what it is. So I gave up on the career of fall. I knew that that career path of following my dad's footsteps was not in law. was not going to be for me. Um, I then ended up falling into like several different positions that, were mission-based. So they were all in the education sector and all had to do with helping underserved communities. For, so for a while, I worked in Abu Dhabi um, to actually get women into higher education. I then worked at nonprofits and organizations that help children um, like attain a, a equal opportunity to education, regardless of your race, class, all those different things. And I got, I've 
it was scrappy. It was still a lot of work, but like the work meant something. And so I realized the mission, if I'm going to be happy to be a working mom, which we needed two incomes, we still need two incomes in my home. I wanted the work to mean something and like be doing something better for kids or be doing something better for the world that will make it a better place for my kids or my one child at the time, which was Jackson. Um, so I ended up leading a lot of mentorship programs and curating events for hundreds of people, doing different types of work within the organization I was in. And I went up the ladder really, really fast. And I, I really loved it. I was killing it. Um, so I'm like killing it at work. Like this is where like fast forward, like I'm like, you know, a, like a senior level person, like managing director, killing it at work, doing all the things I was supposed to do. And it was like about time for me to take out my Paragard because your girl definitely got a Paragard in after she got pregnant on birth control. Okay, remember that. Remember I had birth control, so that didn't work for me. I was like, okay, we're going to get an IUD. So I had the IUD in. It was right around the time it's like supposed to expire. Um, so like I think it was around 10 years. 10 years is how long Paragard like works for. So took it out. This is a side note. When I took it out, one of the arms like got like was broken and got stuck in me. So I had to actually go under to retrieve the arm. Your girl was all jacked up when it came to her body and hormones and, and birth control and all that stuff. So needless to say, once I got the Paragard removed, got surgery to get the arm taken out because the, I, the little thing broke off in me. I don't know when that happened, but when she pulled out, she's like, oh, it's not all here. Got myself all like back to normal. They were like, your hormone levels are terrible. So if you want to have kids, you're probably not going to be able to, or it's going to be extremely difficult. And thankfully for my husband and I at the time, my now then husband, we had gotten married since then. It wasn't a big priority for us to have more kids. Like our son was nine. He was thriving. We started to get like a little bit more flexibility, like with our parenthood, like, you know, we could leave him for a little bit. Like we started to get our groove back, like all the things. And also I did think about, I didn't know if I was ever not going to be a mom. Like I didn't want it to be like, I actually didn't want it to be the end of my children's journey, but it wasn't devastating for me if that was the case. I also was very aware that my son was nine. And if I were to get pregnant again, having an age gap like that, it's almost like having two only children. And I was like, okay, I had to get pregnant back to back. Like I'd be pregnant two times to have like kids close in age and that's too much. So I ever get pregnant again, I'm going to just pull a Beyonce and I'm going to have twins. When I tell you the power of manifestation, uh, <laughs> I kid you not. I used to say that all the time. And then, you know, if you're here, you might have figured by now your girl had some twins. Okay. So they were a complete surprise. It was surprising we got pregnant, right? Like, because I thought we weren't going to be able to. And we were definitely not trying. We also weren't. We were like using an app and saying, you know, let's not, I'm ovulating, let's not do anything right now. Like we were trying not to, but like in a very irresponsible way with the thought in my mind that it's going to be hard. I wouldn't be able to based on what doctor said. So, you know, anyway, so when we found out we were pregnant, we were surprised. And then when we found out, we go to the, uh, the doctor's appointment, like every mom does when they are pregnant, they get to a certain week, they got to get checked out. And she's like, this poor girl. This song lady. I don't know who that song lady was, but I need to find her. But she goes, Oh, there's two. That was just like, like me thinking, because I had said that thing about Beyonce so many times, my husband must have gotten with the song lady and be like, yo, he, 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 we gonna, we gonna prank her. Right. So I was just like, ha, 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 ha. And then I looked at my husband, he ain't really laughing. Like he won't really 
he didn't really have the face of somebody. And I was like, looked at her as like, excuse me, ma'am. And she's, no, you're having twins. There's two, like, look, there's, and she starts pointing at the damn screen, like the little two sacks. And I was like, shut the F up. And like straight series. And she's like, um, I was like, shut the F up. I'm saying F, I, I curse on my podcast, but I'm just not doing it right now. But like, I literally said that three or four times. And then she's like, well, um, okay, your doctor will be in soon. And then me, Ryan and I were just silent. Like we didn't even say anything. I don't even know for how long we had to change rooms. So we had to go back to the lobby to go back into the doctor's office. So we go in the lobby and we just silent. Like the staff is like, yo, what's up with them? <laughs> anyway, so finally we came to, and then, you know, the weeks passed and we actually get really excited. Like, I mean, what's the odds? Like, it's just was jarring. Cause we, you know, going from not thinking you're going to get pregnant to having to being pregnant with twins. And then you find out the surprise about the gender. We did like a whole twin gender reveal and it was girls. It was just awesome. It was amazing. Um, wouldn't have it any other way. The birth, I ended up carrying them for 38 weeks and two days, gave birth to them um, vaginally. One came out breech, broke my pelvic bone. There's a whole episode about my birth story, y'all. I'm going to save it for right now. But uh, got to the point now where I had been pregnant and gave birth. And this is all in 2020. And those that know, know. 2020, 2020 moms is not for the week. So in February was when we found out that first appointment. So that was the last appointment my husband was able to go with me to. March was the shutdown. We had my babies in October. It was shut all the way down. And that's just like a time in life that I think we're all recovering from. We probably have some sort of PTSD. I blacked out. I don't know. All I knew is that I felt really low and lonely. And I made my Instagram public some point during that time. Not mainly, mainly just because I didn't know what the hell was happening. And I wanted to connect with other moms who might be pregnant with twins or pregnant at the same time. And we weren't allowed to go and meet up with anybody. So that was my only mode of communication. But I started to explain parts of my journey. I started to be very transparent about things I was going through. I started to make a lot of jokes because I feel like I got a joke. And if I don't, if I don't joke, I'm going to cry. And it just resonated with so many people um, and it became really like I re made real friends from like opening myself up during like my pregnancy and early, early stages as a mom with so many moms on the Internet. So many people who felt like resonate with them. So many people offering advice of twin moms that were a little bit ahead of me. And so the whole experience of opening my journey up of motherhood on social media really became like therapy for me and like finding humor in it. And so most of my videos are funny in nature, like, cause like I said, I choose to laugh so I don't cry, but I also feel like it's my job to continue to help heal others back to that mission of whatever I'm going to be doing in life. I want to make sure it's serving to help and heal others. And at some point I was in the nonprofit world, they eliminated the role that I was in. They were going to move me to something else, but I was like, you know what? Let me see that severance check. Let me just bet on myself. Let me try and do this content creator, helping mothers, creating community for a living. And that's what I did. And that's what I've been done for like a year, a year now. Um, so it's been a wild ride. I talk a lot about it on podcast episodes, which you'll you'll hear about. But I like to, to go straight forward for topics of postpartum anxiety, taboo topics, maternity leave, things that like 
we as mothers just like society just like literally slaps us with and we're just expected to deal with. It's been therapeutic for me to talk with and connect with different um, different people that that resonates with, but also different experts who can speak to things that we are called told that we're crazy to believe. We're crazy if we have like postpartum rage. We're crazy if we maybe don't like being a mom every freaking day. Like I've definitely connected with so many different people who are very versed in the field and have like degrees in it where I can tell you my personal experience and I'm happy to share my personal experience. But this podcast is also really about uplifting other voices who are able to help heal um, and inspire moms just like you and I. So what I realized too, in these first few years of doing this creation thing is like 30 second video, 30 to second videos, ain't it? Like I got to go deeper. We got to go, we have to talk more, right? So like uh, the podcast is a way for me to be uncensored, talk longer with people in a very, uh, like in a very intentional way to reach as many people and deliver the most valuable information that I wish I had that I do use now, or that I wish I knew when I was pregnant. Um, so we talk, we really do talk about it all. Like each week you can expect every Tuesday, there will be an episode from marriage to sex, to motherhood, to postpartum, mental health, twin tips, tummy tucks, astrology, like girl, your girl's going and all the things. Okay. Um, and I'm going to not, and I'm willing to go there and being fully transparent about my life as well. Um, we also have a couple amazing celebrity guests, so I'm excited about them and you definitely aren't going to want to miss that. Um, and another thing that I've been doing recently is curating spaces and community around mommy content creators, because it's, it's a little different to share your journey online as a mother. I've been told I was a bad mom so many times by just showing my life. Um, and it's just, it's, I've, I've been called, I was told I was crazy because I was opening up about my postpartum anxiety. And I think that there is another layer of vulnerability to share your journey as a mother, because it's probably the most vulnerable, precious thing that you do in life. And to just share that with the world and open it up for criticism can be very hard. However, I think that the community that I've built and the community of mothers that I found, it's just so necessary for us to feel less alone. So all to say, I've been coaching, creative coaching for mommy creators specifically. So if you want to learn how to make money on this, share content, share your life, seek advice and using social media in a way that can maybe be a business. So you spend more time with your little ones. I got episodes curated just for you. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Um, so yeah, like I said, new episode will come each Tuesday and like this podcast. So in like a nutshell, it's not about me. It's like really about so many of us, right? And I'm deeply, deeply, deeply grateful for this community and for every listener supporting this podcast launch. Um, you'll help to also inform the content. So whatever you want to hear, let me know, share your stories, ask questions, be sure to connect with like, the community of that Twin Mama podcast. So it's streaming now like on all platforms and you'll see a video on YouTube each week, but Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this wild ride of that Twin, Mom, Twin Mama podcast. I promise you, you won't be disappointed, but let's do it. Peace, y'all.